Hey guys, this is the Interactive Cubers Podcast. I'm Carlin, and with me is Jeffrey. Hello. And a very special guest. Sean, why don't you do your intro? Like, hey, this is Sean here from blah, blah, blah. <laughs> hey, Sean here from speedcubeview.com. There we go. There we go. Cool, <laughs> yeah, hello. Um, so thank you so much for coming. I mean, it's like we have had like random Cubers on, which is a whole one other person. Um... But I'm a random on. cuber, though. So no, this you're is... not a random cuber. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, having you on is kind of crazy. Like, when Carlin thought of the idea, I'm like, yeah, we should go, like, email a spam uh, Sean from Secret Review to annoy him to get on here. I'm like, okay, that's not going to work. And then, okay, we're here. So, <laughs> never yeah, like, I, to happen. I, we were contacting each other, like, even a couple months ago, and we were both so busy. And yeah, it's and crazy that we actually got so, to happen. Um, um, yeah. In fact, when I like started this podcast like you were like one of my goals to have on the podcast because you are my very favorite youtuber oh I'll thank say. you well go achieve so podcast podcast is over after this i guess <laughs> well, yep. there you go season ends the end. done. <laughs> and done well that's done. the podcast for today there you go um all Come right in. so let oh i do have to do one disclaimer yeah. so our podcast is no longer on iTunes or Podcast Addict or whatever Android platform you use. Because we're too broke to pay for it. And it was going to be a monthly fee, and we thought the free trial was going to work for us, and then it was... Psych. Long story short, it's Psych. not going to work. So it's just on YouTube. Um, we had some people like, why is it not on these other platforms? Because we are Maybe broke. someday we'd get like a Patreon thing set up, but no one would that's, give us money at this fancy. point. <laughs> there, there is a free way to get it onto iTunes, but it's it's tricky. Like I'm pretty tech savvy and it took me, I think like a full week of just tinkering around to figure out how to make it work. So I'll I'll talk to you guys later about that. Oh, cool. All right, cool. Thanks, cool. All right, so the, basically the way we do this is, um, I don't know if you listen to it, but we just ask and we just talk about anything cubing related. And sometimes it's not cubing related. Like one time we talked like 10 minutes about McDonald's. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which actually so quickly about that. Um I don't usually eat McDonald's cuz I'm I'm a semi-vegetarian. I'm vegetarian. I'm just really bad at it. Um <laughs> but the the drinks like the Coke was is always just disgusting there and I was like maybe it's just weird water where I live and they're using that. But no, I guess apparently that's the good Coca-Cola. <laughs> so <What>? I <laughs> that's scary. Like I'll take the bad stuff. I'll take RC over that. Oh, Did you good. actually listen to the other episodes? Yeah, well, I, I listened to the last one. I listened to, I think, all of the second one. I didn't listen to the wow. first one. Dedication. The first one was the yeah. worst one. And do, uh, I, I don't know if you heard it, but I don't know which episode this was in, but Carlin thinks uh, a dollar... It, and, well, well, wait, you said something oh, is a, a tenth of a penny. A penny is a yeah. Yeah, penny's a yeah. tenth of a dollar. That was yeah. I think that's never gonna that that's never gonna die. It's gonna be yeah, that's in gonna every be episode. Yeah. And that's yeah. gonna um, I do have two things about the pre. So I have one question from a previous episode and one thing to add. So I'll do the the one to add first, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Yep. Okay. So this is about parody on on okay. a Fisher Cube. <laughs> it is not parody. This is kind of my big thing of like making sure people know what words mean. <laughs> So parody does not mean it something just can't be solved like normal. Like that's that's what I used to think. I was like, yeah, you know, it's four by four parody because it can't be solved like a normal three by three. But no, parody just means odd or even. So mm -hmm. things have even parity or odd parity. And what that's referring to is the number of pieces that are swapped. So for example, a three by three has all even parity because every algorithm you do or movement 
swaps an even number of um, or it does an even number of swaps. So like an H perm is two edges swapped. A even like a U perm technically is two two pairs of oh, edges yeah. swapped. So okay. yeah, so something like a four by four OLL parity would be more specific odd parity. Um, I guess PLL could technically be even parity, but you know, that's again. So um, so a Fisher cube doesn't. It still has I guess even parity like all three by threes do. But when you have an edge that's flipped. You could call it a false equivalence because it's similar. It looks like a parrot even though it's yeah. not. Um, so that's my whole huh. spiel with that. I have a video on that because I got really upset. But then at the end of the video, like, <laughs> if enough people say the, the definition of it incorrectly, does that become a new definition in itself? So... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. My brain is starting to hurt over here. <laughs> okay. So I'll go to the other thing that I want to bring yeah. up. Um, I don't know who said it, but someone just casually said, Everyone saw us five by five on the way to a music lesson. That was Carlin. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jeffrey's <laughs> the one who did it. And then I was like, because he was like, oh, yeah, because that's what everyone does. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Everybody <laughs> does it. And yeah, that's where I was going with that because I was being sarcastic. Okay. Because I, I, I'm a music teacher. So I was like, does everyone do this? And I just don't know. <laughs> should be telling me about this. <laughs> We're just secretly doing it, dude. We can't tell anyone. It's our, it's our secret. Don't don't tell the teachers. Um. So okay. I I since I am very unprepared, I only have like officially two questions. Um. Mm-hmm. One I of them it. is should I hope I hope and there's some elaborate answer to this. But how did you come up come up with this giveaway idea? Like most of the giveaways, yes. are, Oh, subscribe to me because I'm greedy. <laughs> um. But you like oh you you need to become like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um. I guess, like, when I started doing give, I'm going to make this long answer for you. Because um, oh, <laughs> the website came first. And so my big thing, I was like, well, I'll get people to the website. And, I, and YouTube was, like, an afterthought. And actually, I didn't want to do YouTube. I was like, I told people, I was like, I'm not doing YouTube at all. And um, oh, oh. so whenever I did a, some giveaways, I was like, okay, go to speedcubeview.com. And then felt that. So the whole thing was a ploy to get people to the website. That yeah. was really it. Um, and... I've done giveaways where it was like, leave a comment and then I'll pick a winner. <clears throat> and But what happens with that is it's hard to contact people because some people don't have Messenger set up on YouTube. I don't even oh, know yeah. how to specifically yeah. do it. But some people you can message and some people you can't. So sometimes I'll do Gleam, but then people are like, well, I don't have Facebook, so I can't click a share thing. And so people, some people got annoyed when it was just click to enter. So I usually have fun with this because not only is it a little more elaborate – but people hopefully learn something out of it yeah. um, and get something from doing that research. And also, it's not, I mean, if I do a gift card, um, that's easy. That's just digital. I can just send that. Yeah. And sometimes stores might sponsor and say, oh, this giveaway is from Speedcube Shop, something like that. But since this was my own puzzles that I have to ship out, I'm like, okay, people need to work for this because I am <laughs> losing money in this end. I'm not like, oh, like yeah, the yeah. amount of views that I got does not pay for the shipping of of that so especially the person the first uh main person who won i like made sure to say it's this cube's going to malaysia and so i had to go to the post office and be like i need a customs form to send something to oh malaysia and it was, they were gave me a very confused look and i was like no it's okay they're they're cubes and like <laughs> what it's is a bomb what what cube the person, oh, he wanted the, the person from Malaysia wanted the, I can't pronounce his name, I apologize for just saying the, the person from Malaysia. Uh, he wanted the Aulongs, the, the 
V2 and then the Mini, which is a V1. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous I want those cubes. <laughs> I was reading the the winner's video. I'm like, I wasn't even close. I only got two of them right. <laughs> which ones did you get? The uh, Zanchi and the Waylong. That's the only ones I got right. Most people, like, Waylong was the hardest one. Oh. Okay, what? <laughs> I don't understand now. Well, because the, um, I mean... I don't know why so many people didn't get the Shengshou Legend for that first one because I, I like I was like I here's the sale it's a, that's a big sale I don't have more than one, um, <laughs> and then a lot of people got the sixty millimeter sale the Aolong GT threw some people for a loop that was that was kind of difficult yeah, I, um, I, I I thought it was like a GTS two or something like that mm-hmm. yeah that was kind of the difficult one but most people got the Zanchis and then the Shengshou Linglong the mini one. A lot of people got that. A lot of people just said Shengshou Mini. Uh, I've kind of counted it because by the time I got to the end, there was like, what, two people that yeah. had that. Um, so, yeah, but the way along, a lot of people, some people thought maybe it was a thunderclap or thought that it was mm-hmm. any other kind of puzzle. A lot of people didn't really get that it was a little bit smaller than some of the other ones. So that yeah, it was I just kind of guessed randomly. I'm like, okay, I'm just like, it's probably <laughs> going to be a thunderclap, but that'd be kind of easy. So I'm just going to guess something random. Apparently mm-hmm. it was right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i think part of i really don't care so much about getting people to the site i mean it's sort of self-sustaining right now with just people finding it on google searches um so but it was just more of it's an easy way also it's an easy way to get people's like email address so i can just contact them that way instead of trying to get it YouTube through messenger, like, yeah. yes exactly yeah, plus someone did try to scam me once with um Wait, what? With well with YouTube, like someone said they were the person when they actually weren't. They just sort of like pretended to be that person and like sent me a message. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's probably true. And I sent the cube out and like a day later, after I sent it out, the person contacted me that actually did win. I was like, wait a second. And I I paid like Oh, I paid a ton of money to get the package turned around. Like it was more money to turn it around than it would be have been for me to like purchase a new puzzle. But I was like, yeah. I was really upset that this person did this. And when I called him out, he wrote back an email. I was like, oh, I thought I, I just figured I'd try it. LOL. Keep up the good work. And I was like, no, no, no. You tried <laughs> just stealing this person's puzzle. Like you can't. This isn't a funny thing. And I keep up the good work. Yeah, I tore him, uh, like, in an email, and he never replied back, so I was... He, he probably yeah. didn't crying to his mom. That's hilarious. Oh, keep up the good work. I'm just trying to see if I can scam you out of a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. That's, like, the worst thing to scam someone out of. Like, if you're going to scam someone out of anything, just don't do it for a Rubik's Cube. Like, that's the lamest thing. Yeah. I get... Because I teach lessons and, and things like that, I'll... Um, and play at weddings, and I get a lot of people that write me... Um, off of Craigslist, because I'll list that I teach lessons on Craigslist, and it's surprisingly yeah. a good place to do that. Um, although you get a lot of scams, and the scams are hilarious because it's always poorly written. And I probably pull up an email now that got, I got recently, and it's always the um, something along the lines of, "My son is will be in your area. Please calculate three hours a day, four days a week for two months, and we will send over a check to and." It's this elaborate thing, and, I, was, and um, I don't even understand how it works. I think someone told me that you'll cash the check, um, and then they'll want something back, like they sent you too much or something, but then the check they sent never actually goes through, but the bank doesn't know for a few days. It's this elaborate thing, and it's 
I, I try, sometimes write them and, and ask, you know, is like, is this really a good living? Like, how do you? But no one ever writes back. I, yeah, I'm really caught under, and they don't want to get exposed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Carlin, do you have a question before I waste my last? Yeah. Time? Uh, Sean, let's talk about Nintendo. Yes. Oh okay, my God. so <laughs> I am a huge Nintendo fan, and no one understands that. And then I heard you were you were on a podcast with no, it was on your podcast with uh, DJ Cubes, and mm-hmm. he said he was too. And mainly Mario Kart. I and I just have like the original Wii, but I love Mario Kart so much, and Nintendo is the best thing ever. So, no. what do you have to say about that? <laughs> Good question. No, especially Birdo, um... right? So. I like what's that? Birdo. Oh yeah, Birdo is amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I have no I'm idea so what you two were talking about. I'm a PC gamer over here. Okay, so <laughs> I'll just describe Birdo. Do you know Yoshi? Yes. Yeah, I, okay. I know Yoshi. Uh, Be proud of me. Imagine if Yoshi was pink, with a with a bow, and it's in the non-existent hair baby. Um, but then instead of a <laughs> nose, it was a it's a big like like. You know, you know those old-timey rifles that flare at the end? Oh, yeah. Like that. <laughs> but also, instead of uh, shooting bullets, it shoots seeds. What? Okay, so that's Birdo. Um, <laughs> Birdo. <laughs> this makes no yeah. sense. <laughs> now, I, like, I, even today, I was listening to uh, a Nintendo, uh, IGN's Nintendo podcast, and I've been staying up to date, although... I don't own a Switch. I really want one, but I need to get a new computer, and so I can't. I don't want to buy a Switch before I get that. Um, although they've been leaking the new Pokemon game, and I'm sh- that during E3, I think they said they're probably going to veil it. And if it's if it's good, I'm oh, buying yeah. a Switch for that. <laughs> there was actually so I I just been paying attention to everything, and everyone's talking about Zelda and. Um, and I went to. I feel like I've told this story at some point on on the channel for some reason. I don't, but I don't think so. I was at a Target and um, they had you know where the controllers and you just play the game. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna play a little bit of Zelda and the the Breath of the Wild. And and so I'm like walking on the grass, like oh the graphics are okay. And then I I was like I'm gonna climb that hill. Mm-hmm. And I climbed. And I fell down. And I climbed again. I finally get to the top of it. And like the you just see the entire world. I'm sure there's a bunch more than just that. And like I got chills. Like this is what it's about. This is why everyone's loving this game. And I like went to my wife who was over another section of the store, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get a switch at some point. It's just gonna happen. And I'm just warning you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so lost. Cause I I'm not even. I don't even. I've never played a Nintendo game in my life. So every time you guys say like, oh Mario Kart, I'm like, what the heck is Mario Kart? Dude. It's like Call of Duty, but not. <laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, like this, but it's not. I'm no, it's Nintendo's one of the things that's like they know what they're doing. They what usually whenever they do something, they might be like look like it's presented for a younger generation, but it works. Like everything. I mean, even Mario Kart. I mean, it's not going to look like Forza, but it's it functions so well, and it just everything. It's also, I mean, I when I when I was a kid, I played the NES, and it wasn't like I played NES because it was the the uh, nest, not what's the word I'm looking for, not because like all oh, my parents did. Like, no, I played it as a kid. So since I grew up with it, it's just those are the characters that I know. Maybe I should get one. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. 
They should, should wait. Uh, they should make a Rubik's Cube game for the Switch. I would I would buy that. I think there is work? actually one for the Wii. What would they do? What? Just like solve it? Like this is the Rubik's Cube. I don't, I don't know it. if this is allowed. I'm gonna type. I'm gonna search something on my computer yeah, right now. Um. You just won't be allowed on the I'm, podcast again. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> you get playing. banned. You just get like. <laughs> oh, am I only allowed to play Minecraft? Then? Yeah, apparently. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's a Wii game called Rubik's Puzzle World. Rubik's Puzzle. <laughs> what the heck? Okay. Yeah. Carlin, I... how you how you have to try that for me? All right. It's sixty four percent on Metacritic. That's not bad for a Rubik's Wii game. <laughs> you have to try that for me, okay, Carlin? Just go get it. Um, so what is the most updated console you have? Because I just still have the original Wii. It's pretty. I've like, got the the Wii U, and that's okay. that's the other thing. I've got I have Mario Kart with all the DLC for the Wii U, and so if I get a Switch, I don't want to buy everything again. That's my that's my biggest gripe right now. Like I already paid for it, I bought it, and it doesn't transfer over, and so it's marketing. <laughs> it's called it's it's so, called Nintendo wants more money. It's yeah. called everyone wants. <laughs> everyone wants more money. So yeah. my big question is: Can you get a Wii game and put it in the Wii U? Will it work? Um, I've heard it will. Yes, this is a Cuban podcast. Okay. Yes. Definitely, that will. Um, yeah. because I had Mario Kart Seven and then, or the Mario Kart Wii, and I played that until I got until Mario Kart Eight came out, and it's it's a drastic difference. <laughs> If, yeah. if you're used to the Wii version, it's that, that's that's got to be the biggest graphical jump. Graphical jump is that the right word? It's that's the biggest. I don't know. Don't don't ask me. <laughs> All right, one yes one no. one last Nintendo question. Uh, okay. Yay! So I just want to see if you know about this on Coconut Mall on Mario Kart on the Wii. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know about that secret that's off to the right, up the first escalator, that like secret pathway. I oh, it's been a while to play that one. Okay. It's not like cutting through the store. No, it kind of is. Like it, it's the weird thing is it's not a oh, shortcut yes. at all. Yeah, you kind of like go behind the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. Lost. And it slows you down. I don't know why it's there. I've always thought that's weird. <laughs> Anyways. Nintendo. It's, it was there so we could talk about it on this podcast yes. today. Yeah, Mission that's accomplished. And now they're going to remove it. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about something that I created. It's a new cubing thing, and I haven't seen anybody else that has done this. Uh, and I, I, I was going to call it cube golfing at first, but I'm like, that's cube stupid. Golf? So I'm going to call it X looking. And the reason why is because people will say like... Uh, I like one looks this solve like on two by two or something. So X just means like you can put any number in there. Anyways, the way it works is you can usually you can do it with like three by three through whatever. Usually I don't do two by two because it's so small. So I'll scramble it and I will look at it and memorize as much as I can. Like for some people it's going to be a little bit of the cross, the whole cross, her whole cross plus first F two L pair or something. Then I close my eyes and do that, and then I write like a tally mark down. And then I look again, see how much I can memorize, close ah, my eyes, next this, step. This is pretty And then, then you count how many looks it took you at the end of the solve. That's good. Do, do you have a time sense? limit for your inspection? Uh, two, two, two I seconds. don't. I mean, there could be, but I think for me it's just a practice thing, and you can take as so much time as you want. 
Yeah, and then you can like bump it down to 15 because that's like the big boy number. So that would be a good thing to do. Like if you're doing three by three, you could have it like a par being seven because that would be yeah. across. And then because that like if I did that, I would probably do more where it's I would try to insert the last one with sledgehammer orient edges a certain way yeah. <clears throat> and then try a C-O-L-L or something like that instead of regular. And I I like that. I think so, I have a record of like six on three by three. I went all the way up through five by five and I did square one. It just you did five experiment. by five with this. How many looks yeah, did it, it take? Yeah, uh, it was like in the twenties, maybe even more. I can't remember. Huh. It was it was a lot. I, was uh, I, would, I can like... see that really helping though with like center building. If you get used to planning ahead, then you can. As you're doing it faster, you'll be able to see those cases that you normally wouldn't have practiced solving like that. I'm gonna have to try this. How this seems pretty crazy. Dude. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited because I've never seen anyone do that, and I'm like, I think I might have created something cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, it makes sense to. I actually cubing golf kind of makes sense. It's like disc golf, but with cubes. Yes, um, disc golf, dude. I do too. It's so much fun. I know. If you, you ever like come to Michigan, time? we'll go disc golf. Yeah, I used to do this. Yes. Uh, there was always a state championship in Ludington during uh, Labor Day, and I would always do the state championship. I was. Every week I would play at least at leagues, but I just haven't had time to anymore. Have you ever like thrown it in like like a hole in one type of deal? Yeah, I've got a. There was really okay. So I, the first one I ever got a hole in one, and for people who don't know what disc golf is, I mean it's basically golf, but with you. I'm gonna call it a frisbee, even though I'd get yelled at by any disc golfer. <laughs> it's technically and there's like a, a frisbee, basket. but it's it's the same <laughs> shape as a frisbee, pretty much. Yeah. So the first one I got, it was like a 210-foot hole. So it was, was it was pretty short for disc golf, and no one was around. It was like 8 a.m. My class got canceled in college. So I was like, I'm just going to throw it. And so no one saw. But after that, my second one, it was at a competition. Um, it was a whole a course I've never played at. It was a basket I couldn't see. And instead of looking for the basket, I'm like, I know it's down there through the trees. And I threw it. It like went through the trees, went through the leaves. And then suddenly we just hear the chains of the basket. Oh man! <laughs> and and like if you've ever played disc golf, that's the best sound. That is, oh, that's yeah. like everyone's text message ringtone should be that sound. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that was like, yeah, that was my 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 favorite hole in one because people were around even though I couldn't see the hole, so it was worked really well. I've 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 only done one, but I could see it, so it's not that crazy. <laughs> I've I've never done a hole in one because I usually. Like I usually will just do it around my house instead of actually like driving out to course. I've only I've only been to course a couple times. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll usually just like aim for a tree and then try to hit it. Um, <laughs> complicated. But one time I witnessed a hole in one, and this dude, it was like a bunch of these like quiet introverts or something, because he did it, and my whole group was freaking out. We're jumping in the air, yelling, and then he's just like whatever, okay. and like walked up to it. There was at uh, the state championship a few years back, so um, my wife decided to just caddy for me and hold my bag and walk around with it, and um, and she kind of noted that she didn't want to be where she was like, yeah, go, Sean, and then everyone else just sort of stood there, but she flipped that and was, like, super cheery for everyone, then anytime I had a good shot, she just sort of, like, looked at me, I was like, nice, nice throw, so, <laughs> and um, she was... This was sort of another basket we couldn't see, and so she was around the corner watching with a disar, and someone on my, in my group threw it, got a hole-in-one, and my wife's like cheering her, she's like, oh, that was amazing, and I threw and I got close, and she was like, good job. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was like one that where like, she saw, she was super pumped, and I was like, 
okay, like I can I can do this too. I can throw. I can. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how you impress the ladies. You just have to get a hole in one. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> in fact, I heard once, like in the olden days, olden like in days. the uh, 1800s, they'd have a big disc golf competition. Whoever got it a hole in one would marry the princess. That's <laughs> true. That not, is not true. I just that made that. When I was a kid, that happened back in the 1800s. <laughs> wow. Anyways, uh, let's talk about your, I think it's called Inked Game. You did yeah. this promo video blog. Oh, yeah, I've seen for. that. That was pretty interesting. That was pretty cool. So, did they contact you about it? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was like maybe two years ago, um, I, I I got a map made from them, and I, I contacted I contacted them first for that and got a map made and made a video and uh, hadn't heard anything from them. I, But it's till maybe about a month ago, someone sent me an email and said, hey, we, you know, we'd like your content. We want you to make a blog post for us. And there wasn't any incentive of like monetary incentive or anything. And, it, and so I was like, I don't know, that's cool. I get to write a blog post for in gaming. Um, so I just... And it really, they just told me kind of whatever. It was just make something <laughs> out that, yeah, just, uh, well, they said cubing and cup stacking. I was like, I don't, I don't stack. <laughs> so that's, Ew. you know, Ew, disgusting. yeah. So I tried writing something that would be, if I was introducing cubing to people who didn't know, and I feel like from the outside, especially if people are doing, let's say magic, the gathering are really into that. People using the mats for some other thing, like solving a puzzle really fast, probably looks extremely silly to them. So, um, and it probably is extremely silly. But so I tried writing it where it feels like, yep, this is a thing. This is what we do. Um, and yeah, and they actually, as a, a thank you, they they did offer a mat. So I designed something, and that I don't know when it's going to come in the mail. I sent in the the artwork for it. It's basically instead of the previous one. I don't know if you've seen what it was. It's it's just a backdrop of I took a photo in Arizona and oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah, so it's just it. that yeah I've used it as a backdrop in some of the videos and people are like oh that's a cool green screen like no no <laughs> that's not a green screen um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah I have one that's actually going to be I guess a speed cube review one I didn't want to have a speed cube review one first for a while because I I was actually speaking of of Pokemon I was actually getting into Pokemon cards again there was like a bunch of us that were had played it, you know, like 20 years ago, and we're like, hey, let's do this again. And so we were playing it, and I was thinking maybe I'd do a channel on that too, and then I just stopped because mm. that got boring R. after R. a while. Yeah. <laughs> if you did oh, green screen, though, the green side of the cube would look like Utah. So, you know what I mean? What? Like, if they accuse you of using... They said, like, oh, that's a cool green yeah. screen. Yeah. Oh, Wait, I, you yeah. say Utah? Okay. Is that, no, Arizona, Arizona sorry. Yeah. Although that would be really cool if, if when I scrambled it, the green side was Utah, but the backdrop is Arizona. That would take some work. Ooh. <laughs> oh, is he, is it's just a portal into a random place in Utah. It's never the same. Like, it's just a random <laughs> coffee shop at one point. And... <laughs> oh, man. All right, Jeffrey, ask your, ask your question. Um, okay, I forgot. <laughs> I got to get the pages document up, dude. Or whatever... Because I'm really smart. Yeah, if using um, pages, that's I, I give you credit for that. <laughs> yeah. Is that an Apple thing? Yeah, that's an Apple. Thing. Boo. I just spent oh. like six hours in pages 
doing contracts and stuff like that. So this is this is not related to cubing at all. Definitely. I I all my wedding things that, that I do, I have to write up contracts, do this, and the company I, I do all that under randomly is like, yep, we're gonna stop doing that. So uh, download all your paperwork because it's gonna shut down April 9th or no August 9th. And it's like, can you do that? Like I that's all my stuff. So I just spent. <laughs> most of today trying to recreate all of that but pages is great it's like it's like microsoft office but good <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> it's microsoft office but good um what was the question i don't understand are you gonna do a 500 video special because i know you're like on 496 or 7 oh my god am i i know i was close Wait, let me see i just saw recently I should do. What should I do for that? It's very what do normal know. humans do? In their <laughs> yeah. Normal people. Let's go Google that. What do normal people? I mean, I could do like just a live stream. I don't know. That's something I normally I do a giveaway, but I just did a giveaway. So I'm not doing you another should one. Should do like a live stream, but like do like a stream challenge. I don't know. Stream challenge. Oh boy, this is getting crazy. I just typed in Google, what do normal people do? <laughs> the, first, the first uh, article is called, what do normal people do in their spare time? Not to be confused with... Watch TV. I'll probably just do a live stream and no, then no, just no. answer questions. This is what you have to do. You have to become J.R. Cuber or do something similar and solve a 3x3 three three 500 times. That doesn't wow. sound like fun. Imagine the views solving a Rubik's Cube 500 <laughs> times. Or you could do X looking. Oh, I could do that. Like X looking oh. competition. I mean, we could also put a scramble up and have like everyone who's in the chat do it along at the same time. Oh. I mean, everyone's people would probably cheat, so I wouldn't. Like, people would say, oh, I did it in three, and that's. I did it in zero. <laughs> Yeah. No, you should have them write down their solution. So if it's super low, you could actually like, well, that wouldn't help though because you don't know how many looks they. Yeah. That'd be hard. I mean, I'm already planning. I know on my, uh, cause I'm at, they're almost thirty nine thousand subscribers. I know when I get to like fifty thousand, I'll probably do some like a couple fifty dollar gift cards. I think that's that makes Solving sense. Solving fifty thousand Rubik's cubes. That's. That's the other option. <laughs> <laughs> it is um, the option, dude. It's not the other, it's the option. Yeah, I'll find some live stream answer questions. Lego Boise 3 has done some of the most crazy challenges. Like, one, he he uh, assembled a 6x6 blindfolded. No, no. And then, I, I don't know how he did it, though. I can't, I, can't, I can't even do it while looking at it. Yeah, he has done, and then he did one where he had a cube, and I think it was for fifteen thousand subscribers. He was gonna solve it in fifteen seconds, like he'd solve it in like ten seconds, and then it'd be fifteen point zero zero zero, and he had to stop it right then. Oh yeah, for, for fifteen. And it took him hours, and it, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, the um, I think my big thing is I want to make sure that there's not silence for too long. Like that's oh, I hate whenever that. I watch live streams. Yeah, and and. For even like cubing ones, I'll, I'll watch some of the live streams, and the conversations are good, but then suddenly it's the person solving, and it's just quiet. And like when yep. I was on, I did a live stream on Facebook the other day, I tried to talk throughout all my solves. I wasn't too worried about the times with it, and so 
I did a couple four by four solves and I tried to talk the whole time. But if I didn't know what to say, I'm like, okay, and on to the last eight edges, and now <laughs> on to F2L. So I like just talk through the solve. Okay, because... so I got a pre-made F2L per. Now I am going to do my oh 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 wow I got an anti soon. <laughs> did I did I turn into a robot? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why it'd be entertaining. My, my identity has been revealed. Wow. But no, I'll I'll probably do just do a live stream makes sense. I don't know. I've got nothing else. I mean, I could actually. Oh, I could also do a uh, a mosaic. I haven't done a mosaic in like oh, a year. Oh yeah, didn't didn't you buy like two hundred MF3s or something like that? No, it's only sixty four. Oh, They're uh, Guan Long. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because it had to be, it was either 64, I was going to do 100, but I just stuck at 64, and I have a nice frame for it that my friend made for me, and so, or I, I paid my friend to make for me, so I, I've been, it's can't really expand unless I redo that, but, I don't know, my big, because people have done mosaics, so I want to make sure there's music for it, so I could do, I actually thought about doing something Star Wars related when Star Wars comes out, although that's coming the up really fast. One, the next, oh jeez. Uh, when when are they gonna stop with the Star Wars thing? Does anyone know? When it stops making money. I, yeah, I'm sorry, but they they need to stop. It's been a good run, you guys. Like <laughs> Star Wars, just take a break, I, guys. Take I a break. I can't believe I'm hearing people say this. I mean, you can take like, a break and then you can return. I mean, take a when the prequels came out, we were still like, let's make more. These are bad, but let's keep doing it. <laughs> it's I've never been a Star Wars fan. I'm sorry. It's just I can't do it. You can, like, end a hang-up call right now, Carlin, if you, like, want to continue with that. Uh, what about you, Sean? You, you fan? I I was a huge fan as a kid. I feel like it's just another thing now. Like, it's not... I'm not craving another Star Wars a... film. I mean, when the trailer for... Uh, Force Awakens? For Force Awakens came out, and I, 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 I can still remember in my mind when... You see Harrison Ford walk into the, the Millennium Falcon and go, we're home. And then the music kicks in, and it's like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. And then we saw it, and we're like, okay, that was that was, that was okay. And then now we saw Luke milk a thing, and now I'm just... I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just... <a> thing. <laughs> I, I'm not, like, eagerly waiting for the next one. Um, yeah, I think Marvel has sort of replaced that, too. I'm, I'm kind of just always waiting for the next Marvel film. Oh, yeah, the Black Panther was pretty good. And mm -hmm. I know I'm going to get so much hate from practically everybody. I am not a big superhero movie fan because I feel like they lack sort of creativity in the storyline when it comes to, like, there's always this bad guy, and the superhero tries to fight him on his own but can't do it, and he gets defeated, and he gets his friends together, and they come back and defeat the bad guy. Like, that's pretty much the storyline. Got him. <laughs> and... <laughs> and I know a lot of people are going to be like, no, I love them, but I've never been much of a superhero fan. Iron, Iron Man 1 was great. I've never been um, a Nintendo fan. Please. <laughs> I mean, as far as superhero films, like, that, that is a lot of it. I would say, I mean, there's certain things, I mean, like, I really like Doctor Strange just because of the creativity oh, yeah. in... I mean, the fact that there was an entire fight scene where everything was going in reverse except for the people fighting were going in. Like, that was a whole weird warp thing. How would they even do the that? Black... I'm so confused. Yeah, the Black Panther, the, the arc of, the like, the villain was really good. Um, so there's all, yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of little things, but it's all, I mean, movies are all the same a lot. It's just, you've got that, yeah. the, the story arc, the, the sort of three-part story. Yeah. Okay, so I finally found a question, and this is probably the 
the weirdest. <laughs> yeah, it only took me ten minutes. Um, for this really small question, but I, I was wondering this. I've been asking all all of my friends this for a long time now. Haven't done it to Carlin yet, and it's a really weird question. But what is your favorite sound? ASMR. Mm. Oh my god. Tingles, 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 tingles. Why? Uh, <laughs> it's such a weird sound. I, a, a question. Sorry. I know. It's. I had to ask it though. Uh. I know this is like it's gonna sound like super biased, and it is, but only like a clicky three by three. Only if I'm the one doing it. If someone else is doing it, it's like. Annoying. Dude, stop keeping. <laughs> I, know, I don't know. But what about you, Sean? Or did he? Do I don't that? know. I'm trying to think about it. Like I earlier, I said about like the disc golf chains. Was well, this is that really is a good sound? sound but, yeah. but that's not. There's something that I'm missing right now. That bacon. It's. <laughs> I am <laughs> missing bacon. Vegan? It's been a while since I've had bacon. Um, the no, there's a sound. Oh man, it's. I can't think of what it is, but it there's like. Oh shoot! Give me, give me like, give me a minute on this. Talk, do you, okay. talk amongst yourselves. Let me. Do you want to hear my favorite? Yes, yes. I want to hear. Oh, I see. You were waiting for that. Yeah, I was waiting. That was <laughs> what? What? I don't even know what I just heard. You just heard a, a pop can opening. Ah. That's my favorite after. Yeah. I had to do that, but still, yeah, I need I need you to come up with that because I'm I'm taking like basically a survey here. What is the I don't know the sound I'm trying to think of? It's not I can't think of what it's from, but it's like a a weighty thud sound. Like I'm almost thinking of the sound of a basketball bounce, but it's that but like heavier. There's something specific that is in my mind. I don't know. It's but just some some sort of like boom kind of sound. Boom. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, just do that. That that'll make a whole podcast of boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> okay, Carlin. That just was my amazing GPA. question that we waited ten minutes for. Are you proud of me? Yes, you are. Yes, very. Wait, did you actually forget your question, or were you getting a soda can? No, I had my soda can here the whole entire podcast, just waiting for this okay. to happen. Okay. Okay. I was trying. Um, but yeah, I'll so... try to come up with another one. There was a a uh, online cubing store. I don't know if I should. It's fine. Cubicle. They had this thing where they were selling a random. I just heard Sean giggle. That's. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> they had a random three dollar and ten dollar puzzle thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I saw you had a video on something similar. Um, um, I don't know. But what pretty much. You, it was just called Random Puzzle for $3 and Random Puzzle for $10. And they were like slightly used and they said it was a great deal. And you would buy it and you didn't know what you were getting. But it would be a random puzzle. I don't know about and this. I've never seen anyone do this that. This is called I think a scam, Carlin. Cubicle.us. It was, it was <laughs> official. You just got scammed. And, like, and someone... What- no, I want to say like, what if you bought the three dollar one and you got like a, a like that new seventeen by seventeen? They would make a lot of money with that. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> watch anything they they post too much anymore, just because I do everything with Speedcube Shop, so I don't I miss whatever thing they're yeah. doing. Speaking of Speedcube, you work there? No, so yeah, what happened? Um, I mean, 
before the the whole reason I really do a lot with Speedkeep Shop is just through the website and everything. Like I talk to almost all the, all the major shops, mm-hmm. and they've all mainly sent me stuff at some point, and they all got really mad that I was talking with the other people. And Cameron was the only one who was like, oh, no, whatever you got to do. Like, he was the only one that actually stuck with me and didn't write me an angry email because I was talking to other people. So that's why I kept working with him. And he needed, yes, he needed help with uh, customer service. Mm -hmm. He needed someone to be doing emails. And so I was like, I can do emails. And I know puzzles. So one of the, I remember the first, one of the first ones I ever got, someone asked um, about what puzzle they think would be good for their son who's starting out. So I was able to know what is all out there and direct that. Um, but once school started, I thought I would have enough time and I really didn't. So by like mid-January, I told Cameron, I was like, I think I'm going to have to go at some point. It's definitely not something I can keep up with. And by mid-February, he found someone to sort of fill in my shoes. Um, speaking of speaking of shop, I just made up, I just thought of this. Um, what are your opinion on their lube naming? Like peppermint lube, that's kind of a joke now. Um, and like, well, the peppermint smells like peppermint. Which is like, you smell but your why? cube. why? Why would you smell your cube? What's wrong with you? It's <laughs> like, it, it it smells more when you start using it because the, the silicone, yeah. I don't know, breaks down, whatever it is. So it's this nice smell as you're solving your puzzle. I kind of wish, I just got the solar lube. I kind of wish it had like a lemon scent to it, honestly. They, they, yeah, um, they... But it, it doesn't have any of that. Um, But I don't know. The... The name, I, it's it's, uh, it's kind of like, I'm going to relate this to disc golf. So, um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Give me the whole podcast, disc golf. Like, <laughs> the, okay, so there's a company called Prodigy Discs that came out, um, yeah, it was, it was just more recent in the past, like, year, uh, five years, maybe. But all their, all their discs are like, like for putters, it's like the, um, or the mid-range, it's like the M1, M2, M3, M4. Oh, yeah. And as you get to a higher, or as you get to a higher number, they get less and less stable, which seems backwards. But anyways, and at first I was like, oh, this is great. But then the numbers got kind of hard to do, and they had to switch one number for another one so they can make room for a different one. And it was really cool. It made it look really nice and professional, but then it was hard to keep track of. And when companies make ones that are called, like, the dragon or the buzz or things like that <laughs> even though the names make absolutely no sense often people can relate the name the the random name they made up so as far as lube i mean there's like one through five and out of the speaky chef actually i use speaky the weight six a lot just because it's really thick and i just use that to slow puzzles down um I mean, even though people who are starting out might not know the difference between nebula and galaxy or peppermint, but <laughs> loop. yeah. But when a lot of people are like, yeah, that peppermint one I really liked, or for me now, solar I think is my new favorite next to uh, with nebula being what I used to use a lot. When you just say oh, I use nebula, it makes a lot more sense because also different companies that use the weights like the one through five, um, they're they're all different. It's not the because oh, yeah. it's that's not an official and exact number, so people might. <sighs> Someone might say, oh, yeah, I, I use weight two, and then someone else gets weight two, and then it's not at all what they thought it was, which don't get me into to, to lubrication of puzzles because it, there's so much variety, and people people think you do this and this, and you're done. Like, I get 
at least once a week someone writing me directly saying, okay, how would you set this up? And I'm like, I don't know. How, <laughs> uh, what don't you like about it? What's... <laughs> So, I don't know. That's and, my, that's my and, tangent. And uh, once in a while, you also get uh, two annoying kids that contact you about some random podcast. You know? I know. Yeah. I hate that. I hate <laughs> it, too. It just happens all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, this is great. Um, um, will your podcast come back? I hope please, so. Please, please. So it was okay. great. Yeah, like, I think I might bring it back to the summer but not always have guests on because I, that was I, as you probably were finding out like trying to schedule um uh, when guests exactly. would be on and get people yeah. on and then also the podcast is i mean it's really focused on questions and and seeing what they have to say which is is cool and fun and great yeah. but um and so the thing with my podcast i think one thing i have to do is just make sure i'm up on what the world records are things like that um, what new puzzles are coming out. I don't like going through every random side puzzle that comes out, but just rumors. I think the big thing I wanted to get with it was the interesting information, like when I did a thing on... Uh, I think the first one I talked about Jessica Friedrich and, and what her story was. Oh, yeah. So it's just... During the summer, I might be able to do it. Maybe I can make it just a summer podcast? I mean, I as, I mean as long as we get more episodes, I'm fine. <laughs> Oh, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I'm already oh, yeah, episodes. It's already set up with iTunes, so all I literally have to do is just hit publish, and I don't have to. And well, even though, although I did have a good amount of people use iTunes, about ten times as many went to YouTube. So it's okay. I mean, I think well, yeah. he's already like, a YouTuber. I don't know. People just like YouTube better. But like, what Colin and I were thinking was with iTunes. Is like, can you really? Do you really want to watch a YouTube video on like your cellular data while in a car? Mm -hmm. Like it uses a lot more than you think. Yeah. For podcasts, I, I don't think I listen to any podcasts on YouTube. <laughs> I always use like a different yeah, platform, like a podcast, just because you can download it. Yeah, um, and then take it offline, and I, I just prefer that. Um, but I knew that there are a lot of people, especially like younger generations, they use lots of YouTube. So I'm like. We could try it. Um, so, yeah, and now we're only on YouTube, and it's working fine. In fact, you know how we always bug people about, like, leaving questions and everything? We actually have a comment, and he oh, yeah. left it, like, two episodes ago, but I didn't realize it until after the last episode was recorded, so I am sorry. It is very late. I will now read it. It is from Stain Sharp. That's his username. Stain. And... He says, dot, dot, dot. Do you, do you want me to read it? I, I can read it. I have it up. No, no, no. I got, I got okay, it. Okay, okay. Dot, dot, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> no, it. it doesn't. Okay. He says, Stain Sharp says, I really enjoy your podcast. Here's a quick question slash, slash potential topic. So I consider myself to be a casual cuber. Do you consider yourselves to be casual cubers or hardcore cubers? Your personal definitions of casual slash hardcore can be another fun topic. Also... Would you suggest to casual cubers to enjoy cubing more without having to be a hardcore cuber? So, okay, so, so first, he, okay. <laughs> he wants to know if we, are, <laughs> if we consider ourselves casual cubers or hardcore, where the difference is, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Whoa. I personally would, because I'm trying to think for myself, because I'll practice a lot, but I rarely go to competitions just for time's sake, and I feel like that's the big dividing line is hardcore ones go to the competitions a lot 
and and are constantly and I don't I know most people who go to competitions the goal isn't to to beat everyone else but but just having that like scene might be because you can practice a lot at home but I mean when I when I do that it's still casual I'm not just like my I don't get angry about my like progress of not getting fast enough <laughs> yeah I mean. Yeah, well, yeah. What are you, Mister Carlin? I would, I would definitely say casual. I mean, here's this. I have to. I need to sidetrack, and then I'll come right back to it because it relates to this. Kind of like how Sean did, like his disc, disc golf, golf? Okay. analogy. So, just imagine yourself on the beach on a sunny day. Um, no, I'm kidding. I would say like, I would say casual, just because. I mean, I'm finding myself as I get busier, like with less and less time and a lot of people that I have kind of gotten into cubing and then they'll say like oh well I just don't have the time anymore like I hear that a lot people say oh they don't have the time my honest opinion is you can make time for anything it all depends on just, how much yeah, you, yeah want. you just add more hours to the day <laughs> but it's like I mean you always have at least somewhat of free time in the day where you can choose I could do this or I could do this not, I mean, not the full day, obviously, because people have school and work, but it all comes down to how much you like the sport. And when a lot of people say they have, they don't have the time, usually that says to me, like, they're just not into it as much, and that's fine. Um, in fact, just these last three weeks, like, I haven't been keeping very much because I have chosen to spend my time on other things, and plus, I have been getting busier. It's a result of both, to be honest. But So I would say where I'm at right now, casual. I mean, I try to go to competitions as much as possible, but I'm not, like, seriously caring about my times or trying to get faster, mm -hmm. and, you know. For me, so, I'm, like, yeah. in the middle, right, between casual and hardcore. So I'm at that point where I'm just, get me a sub-10 in competition, and I'm fine, all right? <laughs> then I'll just stop competing in 3x3. Three three. Um, so I'm, like, trying hard enough to get that, but don't really care if I don't. Um, which is kind of so contradicting that it's really confusing, um, but just deal with it. Uh, well, on that... Oh, sorry, go on. Um, but, like, I do... I Of course, I really try my best to podium, but I mean, like, I'm not like, I need to podium, or I'm gonna yeah. not eat for a week. <laughs> so, that seems like extreme reaction. <laughs> it is an extreme reaction. <laughs> yeah, the... Um, well, the second party said about having fun. I mean, that... That really should be the goal for any of it. Even if your goal is to be the best in the world, Felix. if you're not having fun with it, don't do it. I mean, I, I I can't imagine any any pro basketball player who's like, I hate basketball, <laughs> but I want to be the best. Like, no, yeah. no one does that. <laughs> so it's like, it's, and if, I don't know, I, I think what's really hard for people is if they want to try to get faster and faster, that time difference is going to, get less and less and the progress is not going to be as obvious and people get and especially people get frustrated when they're when their solve time isn't better than what their average is oh, yeah. but that's the problem that's your average meaning that half the time your your solves are slower than that and so people are all I feel like often getting frustrated because they're not better than their the middle of the road time which is going to be make you little upset half the time so you just have to just roll yeah. with it oh that was an intense reaction i mean i remember you saying sean once that you like once you got your first 
sub 10 single, you were like, okay, I'm content with that. I'm going to try other methods. And mm -hmm. that's kind of where I'm at right now because, like, I have a this PV single of like 11.3. And just the other day, like, I got a 12. And I know, like, I'm hoping it'll it'll come soon. Um, but it'll be the point where, yeah, I'd be willing to try other stuff. And because saying, like, part of it is just like, if you can say you solve Rubik's Cube under 10 seconds, that's pretty cool. And I've never, <laughs> like, I know it is. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure if you can solve Rubik's Cube at all, that's big bragging rights. Yeah, like every solve of the world record, can, like two, <laughs> every solve to an on cube is world record. Yeah. Um, but I I've been kind of in a rut lately, like time wise, and I'm just doing my best not to care because I know that eventually you'll kind of move past it as you get like more efficient at F2L. Because I think F2L is the most important. Uh, aspect of a 3x3 three three solve. Yep. That's definitely. my opinion on it. And I am also currently trying to learn full OLL, um, <laughs> but I know it's not going to help as much as efficient F2L. I mean, that's like the most important thing. Yeah, it's one of my, I, I've done a, I think I did a video on it, but I, I want to do something again. I'm just, I feel like thinking of how I started this time about like knowing what words mean with I this is sort of I mean it, the word for that people use for algorithmic F2L they use like advanced F2L and I get so frustrated by that because so many beginners think that that doing intuitive is like the beginner method <laughs> when it's the opposite yeah like yeah. I, I actually the video the video that that was supposed to be the one that was the list look how into how this is just intuitive was the why is felix so fast video where i analyzed i just did a walkthrough of his world record average and it was just showing look he just sets it up inserts it sets it up inserts it sets it up and that was like the whole thing um which yeah i don't think that came across in the video i kind of got the point i don't mm -hmm. know about carlin he doesn't get a lot of points <laughs> wow. I will have to say, you, you came out with a, a video a while back. It's one of your most viewed ones. It's on the uh, For Look Last Layer. And I remember when I was learning CFOP, like, that video, like, saved my life. <laughs> it was just like, wow. Like, you explained it in, like, such a way that made sense, especially when uh, if you have the dot case and you're trying to get across on the yellow side – Instead of doing F sex move F prime and then like lowercase F sex move, you just did an S move, and mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that's way more efficient, and I I still use that, and and then you did a case where uh, if you have the headlights in the back, you do that one algorithm that's pretty unique, and I kept looking at that algorithm, and what I I took that algorithm and I switched it to doing an X prime. Mm -hmm. So that means like the other side's facing towards you, and then I converted the algorithm so you're doing like D, R, and U moves mm -hmm. instead of doing B moves because that's how you taught it, and that was really hard for me. And then I figured out that is an A perm, and yeah. the A perm when you like do it on the bottom, you have to like double flick a D move, and it was super hard. So then I use that as my A perm algorithm, and then I reverse that for the other. A perm algorithm. So just because of like that video, I've like f figured out a lot of stuff, and it's just been super helpful. Yeah, what you're saying with that last part—that's probably the most complaints I get from people who know what they're doing, 
is that I don't usually throw in any rotations and I try to avoid wide moves a lot just because it's supposed to be teaching people. So like that A perm, mm-hmm. it can be done without um I mean, you usually have to regrip your hands before the algorithm starts, but the whole thing's done without regripping. And um either doing like an X move or like let's say if it's the one that I have written starting as R prime F, R prime B two, a lot of them they're written as doing a wide L prime move to start, and then that sort of does it. Um, and in my the way I I feel like I like to explain it is just teaching the very basic one, and then it's kind of intuitive if you're trying to figure out how to not rotate the puzzle that you just start to hold it a different way. Oh yeah, I, I know that's not going to be intuitive for everyone, but the idea that give someone the basics, it's just F like R prime. F or prime B2, such and such, and then later on, okay, oh, here's how you hold the cube. Instead of, okay, do an X move, hold this in the back, do a wide move, and <sighs> I feel like, yeah, for people starting out, it's it's finding that balance. I mean, I just redid my beginner tutorial because I realized I don't teach it the way that I it shows in the, the original one I made. And, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and for the uh, edge, uh, the, the second layer, instead of doing what would be intuitive of, like, um, what's a U R U prime R prime to pair it up, and then U prime F prime U R to insert or a rotation, whatever that would be. Um, that everyone who I've taught, I've shown that, and then I've shown um, an algorithm I actually saw from Chris Olson's video where it was like, like R prime U prime R prime U prime R prime U prime R U R U, and every that. yeah, and everyone who I've shown both to, they're like, okay, I understand why the other one works, but I'd let I'd rather do this this one and it doesn't I mean even to me I usually don't see what's happening or why the edge is inserted now but I just know it works mm-hmm. um, so and I've gotten people who are like well it's intuitive like yeah I know but it's it's a beginner thing it and works. they'll they'll figure it out and go from there so it's it's always weird it's finding it's this balance um, and there's there's always gonna people who work who help who it makes sense for one person and not for another, and luckily there's more than just me on YouTube. <laughs> and one thing I've known that I've found out is important is like when I like teach people, I naturally have this want to like say, "Oh, and here's this and this and this," and all that stuff is what I learned on my own from just sitting down and just taking time and figuring stuff out. And I realize mm-hmm. like. I need to teach them the basics and then let them do that part. Because when you're learning stuff on your own, that's when you start remembering stuff. It's not like, like if you're like stuck on your time and then you just keep doing the same thing over and over and hope to get faster times. Likely, you need to sit down and like just like figure stuff out and figure out why stuff is working and then like slightly adjust that to make it faster. So you're actually learning stuff instead of just yeah. like watching a YouTube video. Yeah, definitely. I yep. there's uh two times I can remember specifically that one I just I spent I think two hours sitting with the cube and just inserting F twelve pair in the back, taking it out, inserting on the other side, taking that out, seeing what happens when I do sledgehammer. And I was finding out all these techniques or algorithms on my own that like, oh if I do sledgehammer here, that's just gonna set it up. And there's actually when I uh I sent a video to Felix on his cube skills site for like the premium membership where he'll analyze it. And so I sent him an average of five and I did one of those things that I kind of came up with on my own that where I did a sledgehammer and inserted. 
And he pointed out, he's like, that was, I don't know if you plan to do that, but that was good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then when I started learning COLL, I mean, I took one algorithm and I was like, oh, what if, I mean, the standard one where it's OLL, where you just have two headlights, like everything is solved, but you have two headlights. It's like R2, D, R, something like that. Um, Yeah. So I was like, well, if I did that, it gave me the case where there was like diagonal. I don't know if that, what the actual name of that case is for the corners. Uh, and so I was like, well, if, if I do that algorithm backwards, it solves that one. And then I was like, well, if I do it with my left hand, it solves that with my left. So it's like I took care of four COLLs just by doing the one and trying it reverse and yep. my left. It's weird how things work like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially one of the coolest F2L things I've found out is when like the F2L pair is in the right slot but it's just like flipped upside down and then you do like the U prime and sledgehammer and then you just like insert it mm-hmm. yeah, that is yeah. like, one of the coolest things it like it feels so good because it looks kind of complicated like, yeah how is it supposed <laughs> to get in here I'm like done cubing looks so, crazy from the outside if you ever cube and just like stand in front of a mirror and solve and you don't have to like solve through the mirror but i've done that <laughs> what looks slow motion in my hands like what i can see i look at the mirror i was like this is insane how am i moving so fast <laughs> you see feel so, slow motion i do have a question for you guys when it comes oh, to no. you know how you do sexy moves three times to get that like one pair in that it's like mm-hmm. yeah what happens if that is in like the diagonal slot? Because normally I'll just do it like, like two times and then like a U prime, then insert it, and it's just like really inconvenient case. Like, is there a faster way to yes. do that? There is something that someone showed me. I honestly I still like, to, yeah, I I know what you're talking about. I still like to do like instead of doing sexy move, I'll do kind of the uh, backwards. I'll do U R U prime R prime, um, because that'll give you an actual like it'll be paired up already with you if you do it that way one i just feel like i can do it faster but it'll also be paired up so you can um insert sledgehammer do other things but um i'm, I'm gonna cube sorry guys oh, no. um <laughs> so but when i when you do that like if you need to insert it in the opposite side and you do you are you primary frame twice then you could just do like let's say if i did it on the right on the front right and it needs you on the back left then you just L-prime do you yeah, and yeah. that works. There is a way, oh, man, let me, I, it was something like, like, oh, so if, if let's say that's on the, the front right and needs to go on the back left, I think it was something along the lines of where you do U2, so you get up sort of at, they're at the opposite corners, and then it's like L2 wide U prime, L2 wide U, L2. Yep, that did it. Okay. So yeah. So it's you. You put it. You put the corner above where it needs to go. Um, so usually a U two move, and then yeah. If if the the corner is in the front right and needs to go in the back left, it's L two wide U prime L two wide U, L two, and oh, you wow. can do that on any side. Does that, wow. does that make sense at all? What I just said. I got half you'll, you'll of have it. To, you'll have to send me that algorithm because I want to. I want to try it out. Um. One big problem I have, and I don't know if anybody else has this problem or, like, if there's a simple fix, but I will, like, if I do an average 100, it will probably happen multiple times. I will solve a yellow cross onto the white side or vice versa, and I start putting the pairs in, and it's, like, opposite, and I'm like, oh, no, and then it's not an easy fix. Like, you can't just 
do like an S2, M2, and then it just like really stinks. And I don't know, like, am I the only one who makes that mistake like frequently? Yeah, I think you are. <laughs> no, I, I, I know what you mean. I've done that before, and that's and or like I'll insert two F12 pairs at the wrong spot. I think that's something I do. I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think, like, if you do that, I think if you don't insert any F12 pairs. I guess if you do, the F12 pair is just going to be sticking up. But if you do, like, an M2 and then a Y move and then another M2, that should solve it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a cube on me, so I, can't, I, I don't know. Do you mean, like, an M2, S2? Yeah. Okay. But then you still have your F2 pairs that are awkwardly upside down, but in position. Well, that's when you do the really cool U-move sledgehammer insert, <laughs> and then, ah. you, then you like Whoa, look at the person that's, that's impressed by your super awesome cube skills, and you wink, and then you keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give him that. Pro tip. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I saw Princess Bride last night for the first time. Oh I know God. this is super random. Have you guys seen it? Yes. Years ago. Uh, no, I thought it really. was... Is that... I, I always get that confused with Robin Hood Men in Tights. I don't. Wait. No, it's not that. <laughs> you know Robin Hood Men in Tights? Nope. Nope. Oh. <laughs> that, I think, was good. I, <laughs> I don't want to say it was good, but it was like, as a kid... It's like Ace Ventura. It was great as a kid, but you watch again, you're like, oh, this is this did not age well at all. Well, like every movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I'm pretty sure I liked it because I think I liked that and Robin Hood Men in Tights, but I can't remember which is which because I get scenes confused with those. I always wow, forget okay. what happens in the music in that movie. This is definitely cubing related. Okay, that's okay. We we have um, not, we got to cubing related at one point. We, we honestly, really got there. Th all this is is a podcast where Cubers talk about whatever, sometimes cubing, uh, which is more convenient. But it's twenty like... percent of the time cubing related. Um, That's our slogan. But yeah, everybody was like, "You gotta watch this movie. It's so good." And then I watched it. And I'm like, "Okay." Like <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be a comedy, a comedy, or like action. Or I was just so confused. I'm like, I don't know why everyone likes this so much. I don't get it. Um, There's like some whole fandom about it. Okay, oh, by the way, in the Kit Clement episode, did you hear when I was failing to grasp the uh, Michigan hand thing? I'm sure you were laughing out loud at me. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, wait, which episode was that? The Kit Clement. It was one. just the last one. Oh, I must have zoned out at that point. <laughs> okay, because I was talking about, like, Michigan, like, they say I'm from here, and they point at their yeah. hand, and I... I've never understood it, and I made this silly attempt. I was like, this is my guess. I think it's like all the five fingers represent the five lakes, like the five great oh. lakes, and he no. kind of like laughed at my face. He's like, have you ever looked at a map? <laughs> and then I pulled it up. <laughs> I was so I'm like, funny. oh, oh, yeah. Wait, I how many, it. I think the last episode I listed was iTunes, so have there been more than just the ones on iTunes? They're just on YouTube. There's one yeah, more on YouTube. Because okay, so that yeah, I missed that one. No, there was actually so at uh, my school there was a uh, student from Brazil, and I tried to explain to her, and she seemed really confused. I was like, it looks like Michigan. I don't understand why. And 
like three months goes by at, towards the end of the semester and suddenly she just looks and she's like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even realize she didn't get it until now. But yeah, there's multiple parts to Michigan. So what if you're from like the more northern... You know what the, I mean? The uh, UP, the Upper Peninsula? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. screwed. So people know, people take their other hand. It doesn't quite look as as well as as much as it actually let me let me see if i can i'm gonna i'm gonna type again michigan hand map um there we go okay i'm gonna gonna send you a map of of what oh come on google let me just look at the image it don't don't i'll I'll just type it in yeah type in michigan hand map and the first one is I get what you mean. Just trying to spell Michigan correctly. Yeah, the, I mean the thing is, people usually, at Michigan. I mean the UP is not. Oh, as that's populated. a really sorry attempt. Um, <laughs> well, how do you point at it? Because you can't say I'm from here unless you, you have use a third your hand. nose. You. <laughs> <laughs> you lick it. No, you like I. I don't know if I've ever actually had to make. The UP hand, like I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think anyone the, lives there, Carlin. Yeah, I mean, everything not. I do is around like Detroit, Lansing area. So it's. I mean, once you get into the fingers, then I not. There's not really much over there that I that I have to <laughs> reference. Yeah, I was actually in Michigan last summer. Okay. And yeah. I was on this like, this like, twelve day trip. We visited like nine states. It was pretty cool. We did like. Like, drove, like, all across. We drove down to... We flew in in Chicago, and then we ended up in Georgia. And we just, like, drove along. It was pretty cool. Hey, Carlin, can you you just back up? We flew into Chicago, and then we ended up in Georgia. Like, we just, poof, in Georgia. Well, we just... We had these very kind people who uh, let us, like, fly over and see them. And then for the rest of the trip, we just said, let's visit some other states. So we, like, drove all the way around. And being from, like, Oregon... I was surprised about how flat everything is, like really flat. <laughs> a lot, a lot of farmlands that. Well, even so, I go to school at Central Michigan, which is in Mount Pleasant, and there's no mountain there. What? So it's yeah. I, mean, I don't know why. Wow. It, I honestly don't know why it's called Mount Pleasant. Um, I think it was a mining town, so maybe it was like referencing that. But like that was a lot. That was like just, a well, long time ago. Here in Oregon, there's. There's a town called Christmas Valley, and it has oh, nothing yeah. to do with Christmas. It's very dry, like all sagebrush and I'm dust. Just, we all we Christmas have we have, we have a lot of I'm interest. confused by this. Wait, Christmas Valley, and a lot of people they're like, oh, Oregon, it rains so much. That's only like the the twenty percent of the left sliver of Oregon, and all the rest is like pretty dry. Which and weird. it actually doesn't rain that much unless you're like in Portland or. Like yeah, on the more Oregon is a weird place with like whoever names the cities here is like there's some like we, <laughs> we we have dull Oregon, dull Oregon. How lame is that? <laughs> yeah, I was I was in Oregon a few years ago. Um, Seattle, it, it did rain like every day for about twenty minutes at least, and then it stopped. <laughs> Oregon, man. have you been to Oregon before? You literally uh, just that one time. Right. God. Yeah, I went to Seattle uh, for my wife and I for a honeymoon. We took a train trip, went out to Seattle, then down to Oregon, down to San Francisco, then through the canyons back to Chicago. Whoa, that's pretty crazy. Well, if you ever come again or we go to Michigan, we were going to play some disc golf. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then go a Cuban competition, uh, and then, then break world record. Yep. Uh, I believe it's so FMC while I do that. I want to get into FMC. I've seen a couple of your videos. It sounds fun. I did it's one attempt. so much fun. Okay. I did, yeah, I I'm tried it down. once, and I think I got like a 44 on my first attempt That's because fun. I got like a PLL skip, so that helped a lot. Um, I mean, that, I would do it more. It yeah, that's, if you like doing puzzles, like if you like, if you're a person who likes doing something like Sudoku, it feels like that because then it feels like a puzzle again. You're trying to work out how you make these things fit in, and I mean, if you just do basic block building and then, but I actually don't do this too much. I probably should, but where you just like spam the final piece and try to like fit that in different ways and try different, you and you can usually end up with some sort of PLL skip or something like that. Um, I mean, inserting a commutator isn't going to do... I mean, it's going to help out if you really know how to do that, but it's not... I mean, people stress out too much about that. I think my favorite thing is just finding inverse solutions and finding the solution to the inverse of the scramble. Okay. Yeah, because you talked about that, and I thought it was interesting. Like, I'm actually surprised... This may sound stupid because I'm not very into FMC currently. Like, I don't know all how it works, but I'm surprised they have that legal where you can use the scramble to your advantage. I mean, you're not, like, using the scramble as a solution, but I don't know. Yeah, it just sounds it, really weird. I mean, I think because the biggest thing is just that you're not um, – your solution is not the scramble itself backwards or something like that. So I think it's just however you can solve the puzzle without just – doing the scramble backwards um, okay. because I mean I, I can see what you're saying by it do, it doesn't make sense if you see if you see a solve that used anything really inverse it doesn't make much sense because it just looks scrambled 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 oh solve the cube is completed yeah but uh -huh. but if since I think the big thing is, you know, I could still talk through and say, here's how I made a block, here's how I did this, here's how I oriented the edges, and then... So I, you can still describe it in that way, even though it doesn't quite make sense watching it straight through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. FMC is always so confusing to me, I don't know why. It's like I can never get it, like, inverse scrambles? What? <laughs> I think a lot of it's the terms. I mean, the hardest thing for me was skeleton. They're like, yep, this is my skeleton. I'm oh, like, what's a skeleton? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, your skeleton is just, you know, your solution before you insert commutators. I'm like, so it, if I don't do commutators, is my whole solve a skeleton? It, I don't know. It's I don't like that term. I just want it to – I understand what it means now, but it's like just, just call it what it is. Mm -hmm. um, it's just your solution before the commutator. Um, before inserting other things, I know. I think for me, it's it's just all the different options and things you can do. Like, it, and you'll look at solution. Like, even okay, when I got um, my twenty two, my there was there was someone else literally in the room who got the exact same solution, and really? someone else in like I think Oregon maybe that got the same. There's three of us that got the same solution, and um, there was someone else in the room where I was at in Michigan who I think he's like. I don't know if he is anymore, but he was like second in the country for average and just really good at, at FMC. And he, when I got a 22, I think he got like a 28 or 29, something like that. Correct. And I'm showing the solution and he was just shaking his head about because I just basically did a ZZ solve. And he was saying that when I did the EO line, 
he was like, I would never have made the line. I would have maybe done, I would have oriented edges, but then I would have tried block building. And so because I did something that would normally be less effective, he was like, I I would never have done that, and I would never have seen that. Huh. Yeah, basically, this is how I do FNC. I sit down, I do the scramble, and then mm-hmm. I just solve it, and then I write down my solution. Boom. That's it. <laughs> Nothing fancy. That... Wow. So, I, mean... I do have... No, go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, I was like, just the biggest thing, like, don't do cross. Try to pair I, things up. Okay, without... so, well, and what, what I mean by solving, I mean I just solve it with the most efficient way possible. Like, I don't do cross. I make, like, a two-by-two two or something like that. Okay. But I just That's... solve it with, with with whatever I see. That works. And, and I get, like, 45, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah, 45 is not bad. If you can get an average of that, you're, you're doing pretty fine. I mean, a lot of people even just a general average like they don't understand how to get below a 50 so as long as if even being below 50 is just taking some thought with it it's getting below 40 average which really starts being understanding much more detail of how to find these mm-hmm. things and then below 30 average is just insane yep well i have two more questions and we'll let you get out of here it's been <laughs> we will awesome having you on soon. <laughs> um first of all i am i want to do blind but it seems so overwhelming i've tried many attempts at learning it and then shortly give up afterwards because not only am i having trouble learning how to do it but just like memorizing and i'm sure everyone struggles with that at first and i talked to a what's his name jeffrey max hillard yep max hillard yeah, he currently has the world record for blind, and he okay. lives in Washington. So he came to an Oregon uh, competition, and I was talking to him, and he says, like, like how do you memorize it? Because, like, he was getting, like, 24-second solves. His, the world record he has, I think, is, like, 15 16, or 16? I think it's 16. Okay. And he was like, well, for, for the half of it, I do the letters, and then the other half, I do sounds. And he was kind of going into that. But he didn't go over how he memorizes it so fast. And I don't understand how that's possible. And I know so, that you do blind. Yeah, I mean, now I don't practice it enough. I actually just tried doing multi-blind for the first time in probably half a year. And it was a it was a failure. Like, my I was not my brain was not set up to remember all of that. Um, the, well, as far as just memorizing, like, that takes just doing it over and over and getting used to like when I started I just solved corners and then I I tried doing edges and solved edges and I got really lucky I mean the first time I ever tried doing a full solve I did solve it but then I think it was like 10 in a row that I didn't solve and it was about 10 minutes to memorize for sure but the first competition they asked if I needed a stopwatch because the uh, speed stacks or no stack mat Whatever it is. Something. The timer. Yeah, it doesn't go over 10 minutes. So they had to use a stopwatch because huh. I was at like 12 or 13 minutes. Um, so yeah, it, and um, now like I'll usually get it down in just over a minute. Um, and the biggest thing is when you look at a piece to immediately go, that's J. Or look at a piece and go, that's S. And not go, okay, this is da 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 da, da S. And then you go to the next one, and then that is da 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 da. And then what happens is also you're spending so much time trying to remember what each letter is. Then you start forgetting what the other ones were, so you have to go back and retell yourself. <laughs> but when you're memorizing it in under 10 seconds even, or, or under a minute even, 
you're memorizing it fast enough to where you don't have to re-go back. Like when I was, I felt like I was stuck around four minutes and I went on the blind group and asked them, you know, what, what's to do? And everyone was like, don't re-check. Um, what's the word they use? I forgot. But it was like, don't go through and try to and check your letters. Just try go it for and it. go. Yeah. And it did result in a few more failures at first because I, I didn't get, but I actually started getting a lot faster and more solves later on because even I was getting used to just going, doing it once, solving it, and and then I think I know what he means by doing sounds and like that. Like so, I'll check corners first, and I'll create words, and then make an image out of that. And so that's sort of like a long-term memory. And then for edges, you still are doing letters, but it's like if it's like K S L P, something like that, you're just doing like kiss lip. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be a word. It's just like cha ka su la. And like I memorize that. Like yeah, I don't and, even understand. Well, like, like how you would do that for edges because you'll probably have about six sounds, and so if I mean you can even try this without a cube, just make up six sounds, be like pa cha ka su gaga. la, yeah, something like that, <laughs> and then try to re-say them, and you'll probably do pretty well of reciting the exact six that you just did. Um, and so the reason why it sounds and it's not trying to create an image is just because then when I solve, I solve edges first. So I'll try to get those sounds just as fast as I can so I don't forget it, solve the edges, and then, okay, corners. I've already memorized, like, so I have the image for the corners. So it's, it, you almost can't do sounds until you get a little bit faster. Um, so you can, so for now, I would just say create images and just, or think of words, create an image in your head, and then go that, even if it takes 10 yeah. minutes. Uh, there was a video, I don't know if it was Noah, Arthur's, or who would but the cube was a part, and there were just pieces, and his whole thing was to grab a piece and go, that's Q, or grab a piece, and, and so it's not even in the cube, but looking at, like, the white-orange edge and being able to look at the orange oh. and see what letter it is without even the cube being together, that, he said, was a good way of practicing to remember those letters, which I, that that's hard for me to do, so maybe I should be practicing that more. There's actually someone who did a TED Talk on this, I don't know if you guys have seen it on blind solving and how it works. And I do you know, know what TED Talks are? Yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing this now. Yeah, if you look in, just type in like TED Talks, like Rubik's Cube blindfold or something. And I I don't even know who the guy is. I might now. I haven't seen it for a while. Um, but it, he did it really well done. He called someone up on stage and he's like, "Okay, you memorize this part." And the way he explained it was amazing. Like he said. So how do you go through your day? Like, do you wake up in the morning? What's the first thing you do? Don't, She's like, don't, uh, don't, don't spoil it, Carlin. I know, I won't. She's like, <laughs> I eat cereal. He's like, what cereal do you eat? And, and then he started, like, showing her how you remember certain letters. And then it was a spectacular, like, talk. Like, it was, it was great. Um, but I guess for me, I'm pretty indecisive when it comes to choices. So it's hard for me to quickly put together a story in my mind. Yeah, um, I'll. I have a problem where like I'll think of a lot and be like, oh, that'd be cool if I used this word instead of this word because yeah. that'd be a funny picture. <laughs> um. Anyways, I have one last question. I think it's a good finale question. Okay. Oh boy, I'm uh, worried. What is? I honestly think whatever it is, there is a similarity between cubing and being musically talented, because my mom I have always talked, says that. To many people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I play music too." 
and I play a couple instruments and enjoy singing, and I I love listening to music. And do you think there's anything to that? Because if not, it is the most ironic, uncanny. <laughs> it's so thing weird. Ever. Everyone I've met has been a, a musician. Every Cuban. so yeah. So this is my thought with this. I feel like well, first off, um, I would say that most most of the time people who cube. Have, were playing an instrument or doing stuff with music before they got into cubing, um, just yep. age-wise and that. And I don't... It might be just an interest in math or puzzles or things like that, but it, I almost feel like it's more of the drive. Like, if someone does music, they usually they might set a schedule for practicing. They might know how to practice, like know that it's not going to be immediate, you have to do slow, like more slower work, and that... I mean, I relate, I'll, I'll have a cube usually in my lesson studio and I'll explain how um, when you're doing a scale, you're doing this same motion over and over, working on being in tune. So when you do it faster or you're doing it in a, in a song, in a piece of music, you just do it. And so doing a slower movement on a cube, you're working on that pattern, working on that algorithm so that when it comes into a solve, you just do it without thinking. And so I almost, it might, there's probably, def, there definitely is some sort of connection of you are interested in music and whatever synapses in the brain or muscle development you have in your fingers that that works towards the cue but i think it might just have to be people who did music or do music know how to practice much more than someone who has never played an instrument in their life and so they know how to translate that to practicing the cue more yeah something yeah. like that what music do you listen to rap uh <laughs> I, I used to listen to a lot of the pro, it's hard to listen to everything. I mean, because I'm going back to school for music, I am I have like I was working on a viola piece called Morpheus by Rebecca Clark. So literally I spent almost every day about 40 minutes of it just listening to that that song on loop just to like have it in my brain, which took a lot of time off of other things. And I listen to podcasts. Um it's it really varies. I think the only thing I really have cannot really get into is just country music same and uh, yes so like other things i mean i think recently i listened to the kendrick lamar album a lot because um he's that's been it's been big especially with the um was it the pulitzer no he won something but yeah i don't know it really varies but especially because i used to dj so I'd, I'd be listening to all this music that i wouldn't normally listen to and since it'd be a wedding DJ, it's not like just random, like techno music. It's usually yeah. pop songs. Okay. Have, have you heard of Logic? Oh, no. Yes. Okay, so you do you you listen to some hip hop? Yes. Okay. okay. I have one really quick question. Favorite uh, genre of music? Or like type? Too hard. <laughs> this is quick. It's literally the fastest thing. I've been answered. That is gonna be hard because I oh mean, as a, as a violinist or a viola, like I listen to classical a lot because I have to. But I I would say the one every so often I'll find a band. I was like, oh, that's that's different. But it always seems to be like an indie British band. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll say indie British. You're better. You're better. <laughs> specific uh, genre I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> um, I enjoy indie pop a lot, but I would have to say, so I'm a huge 21 Pilots fan, and I like mm -hmm. what they do because they're not really constrained by genre. Like, they will even like take a song and they will drastically slow down the tempo from like a pop rock song to like reggae, and they just will like 
break the rules of songwriting, but it still sounds good. And it's like, I really like that because they think that they don't want to be labeled by like a certain genre, like, oh, this is like what we are. And they explore all different kinds of stuff. And so I like that genre, pretty much the genre of not being in a genre. Okay. Um, yeah. For for me, have 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 any of you heard of the Piano Guys? Oh yeah. Yes. That that type of music, and classical to romantic period. That's what I like. And pretty much anything that sounds good. There you go. Anything that sounds good. That's how you answer the question. <laughs> anything that sounds good. I. Oh. Side note: I'm going to extend this podcast a little bit longer, oh, and there's no, a motorcycle driving by. So, like, I was in a car with someone, and I have never been so upset at something in my life because there's a there's a there's a song on, and it was I forgot what it was, but the lyrics were just like they were just bad lyrics. They just, not like dirty; they were just bad, um, <laughs> like not poetic, not just no, and the, the there was no music valid, like there was no harmonic motion and so i was like this song is what what do you like about this and she's like i just like a song that has a good beat and i'm like no that is the worst reason i mean like that is (laughs) i know i mean i can put a good beat behind mozart that doesn't mean you're going to listen to it like that's (laughs) what does that mean like uh, yeah I yeah, there's <laughs> some things gave up. that just tick me off. Like people, some things people say about music. Like oh. I think I haven't heard. I don't think I've heard a musically talented person say, "I like this song because it has a good beat." <laughs> if that makes sense. Because like I feel like people will understand it. it's more than just the beat. Like there's many aspects of a song. <laughs> like yeah, and I'm not gonna like. Like someone can enjoy something, but right. yeah. there's that line where I'm like, "That's, that's enjoy just because of its beat." Yeah. <laughs> so have there's... you written a song? I I've written things a lot for um, for like string instruments, things like that. Actually, over the for this past semester, I had to write a fugue in the style of Bach and a not in the style of Mozart. So I have written things. Um, I've now written my, I do have a, very, a rap album that I'm dropping soon. Um, no, don't. Wait, uh, well, okay, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, wait, what? I was like, I don't know. Cubing rap um, album? A lot of, like, a lot of stuff that I write, though, I was just like, this is, well, actually, all even a lot of the, the music, the, the weird MIDI files and some of my, my, uh, videos are just things that I've put together. Like, in my podcast, that, the audio that's in the beginning and the end is just something that I randomly threw together. So I guess that's me writing my own song. I just made sure it had a good beat, really. Oh, by the way, fun fact. I don't I don't even listen to Logic that much, but he does solve Rubik's Cubes. Oh, yeah, I saw yeah. that. And he's like I a saw a video of him right? like doing that while he was freestyling. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's pretty cool. Because, in fact, he actually said, like, as he was, like, freestyling, he's like, oh, you guys, when you're scrambling it, you, like, twisted the corner. I got to twist it back. And I watched closely, and he twisted it. And then when he got to the last layer, he twisted it back. And what had happened, this is my theory, is he put an F12 pair in wrong, with the wrong edge, and he thought it was solved, so then he took it out put it back in. Then when he got to the last layer, there were only three yellow edges, so then he took it back out and put it back in. 
Or he had that a, makes sense. My thinking then is that maybe he had a planned a couple things that he like planned to say in his freestyle rap, and he like did that, and then he's like, okay, I gotta maybe. I gotta switch it back though because I, I made this thing <laughs> yeah. that I was gonna say. It's a whole conspiracy. Oh there. man, that's that's my logic way, for. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my! <laughs> One more thing. Wow! I, you have a video, and it is my favorite video that you have. It is called "Unboxing My New Shed." <laughs> <laughs> that was I, I think I've it seen like it. It sound, this sounds so familiar, dude. I was like on a journey with you. I I was debating if I was gonna put that up. I was like, I don't even know what I'm gonna find in here. And I'm so glad there was that that scythe in there. Oh like, yeah, that video. Oh, what was even funnier with that is, so I sent it to our realtor who helps get the house. And I was like, what do I even do with this? She's like, oh, hang it up as like a decoration. I was like, no, I'm not hanging a rusty scythe up on my wall. Like that is. <laughs> That is just asking for either me to be decapitated or be sued. By <laughs> well, like, so we still have it though; it's still in the shed. Maybe I'll, was, maybe I'll. That's like the funniest <laughs> video because, like, like oh, a new video from Speaker Review must be a new uh, cubing review. Uh, and it's unboxing <laughs> <laughs> a new shed video. It's so unexpected. Oh, it's been great having you on. Yeah. Oh, thank you. We'll send the money and... in PayPal. Awesome. Yeah, oh. give us. Give us lots of cash. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna send money to the podcast, just just go to PayPal and go to sean.bouquet at gmail.com. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> In fact, I don't know if you remember this, Jeffrey, but we were contacting uh, our last interview dude, Kate Clement. He's a <laughs> WCA delegate, and at the end of the uh, the email, he just said. Jeffrey says, "P.S. Can I have twenty dollars?" Because I dared him to. <laughs> And then he never said anything back about it, which was kind of weird, but it was funny. Um, Aren't they going to say anyways, he just suddenly sent over $20? How do you know? Maybe, maybe I'm $20 richer and you don't even know it. If you have any comments or questions, contact us at the interactivecubers at gmail.com or YouTube comments. That works too. Um... Yeah. yeah, thanks cool. for joining us. It's been awesome. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> this was an awkward thing ever. <laughs>